Hey guys, welcome back to Teen Muscle Radio and episode number 32. So today we are joined by Daniel Park and a lot of you guys will know Daniel Park already following him on, online on socials, probably through Instagram. You've probably seen a, a picture of his shredded glutes pop up here or there s- somewhere online. So I'm sure a lot of you guys are, are buzzing to hear a bit more from Dan. I know that he, he post, you post really regularly on socials, but I don't think Dan's ever been on a podcast or sort of shared any video content, at least face-to-face. So this is very exciting, and um, we're looking forward to sort of having a discussion as, as to Daniel's prep and, and just learning a bit more about him. Um, at the same time, just to give Daniel a bit of an introduction if you don't know him. So Daniel is a competitive natural bodybuilder, and he has become junior world champion within the WMBF in 2016. Um, and I believe you are pretty much undefeated, aren't you, Daniel? In all of your shows that you've ever done, <laughs> you're an undefeated yeah, guy. Yeah, that is, that is correct. Um, I competed in four shows. Um, all, all that was last year. Um, I competed in the USN Classic in June. Yep. Um, and then I got gained a qualification for the UK Championships um, in October. Yep. Um, that was, and then the international championships was on the same day. Yep. Um, and then five weeks later in November, that's when I flew out to um, LA and competed in the Worlds. Mm, awesome. Um, yeah. And then all four of those titles, yeah. Yeah, amazing. Undefeated is pretty cool. Um, <laughs> I'm very jealous of that. Um, and also, Daniel studies sports and exercise science at Coventry University. I believe you've just yeah. finished up, pretty much, haven't you? Or at least four. Pretty much, yeah. I've just, I've just got um, one month left. Um, yep. Some like was working exams, but um, yeah, just, just in, in a month's time, I'll be out into the open world. Amazing. You know, uh, trying to get a full, you know, a full time job. Yeah. Um, you know, to supplement my. Um, my, my dreams and you know my aspirations in bodybuilding yeah for sure awesome well so let's get sort of straight stuck into things so for people that don't know you sort of personally give us a bit of a, a background as to how you got into bodybuilding dan and obviously how the initial drive to go to the gym and build some muscle turned into wanting to step on stage just sort of talk us through that journey mm-hmm. um well i guess it, first of all it all, it all stems from my family. Um, I was a very um, active individual from a very young age. Um, I mean, my family, um, my sister, for example, she um, I, I experienced firsthand that she she was a, a competitor, um, competitive dancer. Okay. Um, she she'd go out to competitions all over the UK, mm-hmm. um, and um, she she'd been like working her ass off and like. Um, if you could see the size of our living room, she practiced like her routine and the size of our living room. It was absolutely ridiculous. Mm. So that's the work ethic that I saw firsthand. Um, my dad, um, he he does taekwondo. Okay. He's done so ever since um, he was younger than me. Um, and um, he's he's done that. And I mean, my mum herself, um, herself she, she loves going to the gym. Um, mm. So, you know, I'm kind of surrounded by this. Um, at a very young age, and um, I was, I was, you know, kind of, I was, I was doing taekwondo, like teach by my dad. Um, oh. Did that for a while. Um, got to a certain level, but it was never really anything that I, you know, wanted to pursue. Mm-hmm. It was just something that I did for my own time. 
um, and um, I did a bit of rugby, um, rugby in um, my secondary school. I played as a winger. Uh-huh. Uh, looking at me now that I play as a forward, <laughs> but no, <laughs> I was just I was literally the guy that they used to pop the ball off to, and I just like run into people. Um, but, um, yeah, I mean, but none of those things like really kind of you know floated my boat. If you kind of understand what I'm talking about, yeah. um, you know. Um, it was only until, I mean, I'm sure this is this is the same as um, you know some of the other stories that are out there. Um, what was it that got me into it? It was seeing um, a magazine yeah. of um, of none other than Dwayne the Rock Johnson. <laughs> and if you don't, if you know me on a personal level, I am absolutely I love my wrestling. Um, <laughs> I'm, I've watched it ever since a young age. Um, but and Dwayne obviously The Rock is my favourite wrestler by far, and um, seeing him obviously seeing him on a Muscle and Fitness magazine, I was just like, wow! Like you know, I've seen his physique through wrestling, and I'm just like Jesus Christ. Mm. So um, I saw him, and I was like, no, that that's what drew drew me to it. So I went up, I went up, and I, that was the first ever magazine I bought. Okay. Um, they gave obviously I studied that that magazine like it was my bible, like. Um, I'd, I'd, I'd learned a lot from reading just that one magazine, um, certain training methods, etc. And that's when I devised my own like training split. Okay. Um, and at this time, I was like going to the gym now and again. You know, nothing really. You know, I was kind of not going for a while, going for a while. Kind how of old? Thing. How old were you at this point, Dan? Like, what? When was your sort of your first sort of training session in the gym? I was. Uh, I was. I mean, I was, I was always, I was always going to the gym around about the age of like thirteen, fourteen, I think. Okay. So but yeah. um, it was, yeah. But I mean, I was, um, I was, I was kind of like bugging my dad, like, oh, can I go up to the gym with you? Because you know, obviously, you have to be the age of sixteen yeah. to go like, by yeah. yourself, etc. <laughs> so um, I was always bugging my dad, like, oh, can I come with you? Can I come with you? And um, no, they was always saying, like, oh, it will stunt your growth, this and that. So they didn't want you to go into the gym. Um, and then we used to have a few weights upstairs as well um, in my parents' room and um, my parents' bedroom. And I just used to like, be there just, just, just working out myself. Because I was just so fixated on just, like, wanting to, to better myself since a very young age. Mm. Um, and then, obviously, ever since that first magazine, I, I devised my own training split, which just went into it. And um, I've seen seen results like day by day. I mean, month by month. And the more I progressed, the more I became motivated to, in order to, you know, um, challenge myself. And it was just literally almost it was like a drug, really. Yeah. Um, and then now we now we're here, like you know, mm. twenty one years old. Um, yeah. I mean, ever since it was it was kind of when I, when I was fifteen is when I really started training properly. Okay. Um, and ever since then, it's just you know the rest is history, really. Yeah, amazing. Very similar story, in a sense to to myself and quite a few others. It's it's sort of like you coming from being motivated by other people in competitive sports. And oh, yeah. were you involved? Like, obviously, you were involved in rugby. Was that at quite a high competitive level, or was that just sort of within uh, your school? Like, did you ever want to chase a sport? Like, did you ever have anything else that you were like, okay, I really want to get to the top of this sport or anything like that before bodybuilding not at all really no it wasn't it was um i mean rugby for me 
was just that um, secondary school level. Just a hobby. Um, yeah, it was kind of a hobby. There was other lads there that were going up, um, you know, onto county, county level. Um, and we've had, I mean, I went to Watford Grammar School for boys. Okay. Um, and I don't know if you know um, Josh Lucy. I haven't heard um, of him, no. He used to play for um, um, England Rugby. Um, mm. So, I mean, we've we've had quite a few quite a few guys come out of Watford Grammar. Yeah, amazing. Um, I mean, me, myself, now. I never, I never really, um, you know, viewed rugby as something that I really want to pursue my, you know, my my like full drive and yeah. determination into. Yeah. It was, it was, it was bodybuilding. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Awesome. So, obviously, we know that you got into sort of training at fifteen, and you've competed recently at the age of twenty. Mm-hmm. So. Give us a bit of an idea, and I'm sure people are, are wondering as to what those five years look like. But what do those what do those five years look like in terms of a body composition journey? As opposed to, I know everyone knows that your training knowledge will have developed. Everyone knows that between the age of twenty, you would have got more knowledgeable and found a split that's worked for you. But in terms of body comp, like, had you done previous diets before you got to the point where you wanted to do? A competition prep diet and you know how high did you take up your body weight etc did you make any mistakes with your body weight what do those five years look like do you know what um i was i i, I didn't actually have any of that um okay. i believe it or not I, I just i when i was trained i all i knew what to do when i was training was um eat a lot of food but you know good food okay um, you know, obviously everyone knows, like, you know, the the, 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 the porridge in the morning, mm-hmm. the, um, the chicken, the rice, the egg whites, you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, I never really, I never was really counting my macros or anything. Okay. Um, all of this kind of stuff um, didn't really come to me until, um, you know, pretty much, you know, starting work with, with Zach. I mean, I, I just, I just. I, I kind of gauged how much I should be eating by how many meals I was eating that day. Yeah, okay. You know, six, six, seven meals a day, do you know what I mean? Um, and I was just eyeballing how much I was having. And then, obviously, I could see in the mirror um, whether, you know, I was, you know, I was lean, I was, you know, Gains, getting bigger, I was, yeah. what this, you know, this and that. Um, so, I mean, in terms of body composition, I mean, as the years go, you know, went by, um, I was gaining muscle, you know, more and more, and um, you know, due to my genetics, I just, um, you know, my my muscles were just growing, and you know, my, I I've, I've seen that I've had, you know, I've had good balance and everything. And I've had people, yeah. um, I had people in the gym telling me, um, oh, you should do a show, you should do a show. Mm. Now this is when I was like around about eighteen as well, eighteen, nineteen. Actually, no, younger than that actually, because this was before I went to university. Um, oh. so yeah and then I was like they were saying telling me oh you should do a show and um, I kind of just blew it off I never really you know um, kind of was saying oh sh-, you know because I was, I was thinking you know I was going I never really thought about natural bodybuilding I just thought about non-tested I'll like, yeah. oh, be at a disadvantage this and that so um, yeah they were, they were telling me that I should should compete but it wasn't really until the age of you know twenty, like last year, when I when I really thought, okay, what are you doing? You know, it's, it's you know, you've been training for five years. You know, kind of, it's what I preach now through my socials. If you follow me on Instagram, I'm, I'm most of my posts are about 
trying to find something that you can put your mind to yeah. and um, and actually just work your ass uh, off for it. You know, um, finding something that you love, mm-hmm. um, which obviously I have, which yeah. is bodybuilding. And, you know, setting a goal, doing absolutely everything in your power in order to, you know, to achieve that. And that's what I that's what I was thinking in my head then. I was like, what is it that you love? Okay, you love you love working out, you love going to the gym. Okay, what can we do with this? How can you set a goal that, you know, you can you can strive towards? And mm. I thought, okay, let's research some let's research some shows. Um and then um, I found out um I'll actually tell you I'll tell you the full story about how I got into my competitive <laughs> career. Um this yeah. is my first interaction with Zach as well. And I'll never ever forget it. Um, Zach's your coach, he, right? Just to give him an yeah, intro, yeah. yeah. Zach, Zach Fotheringham, Zach Fotheringham um, is my coach. Yeah. Um, you see him, I tag him in so many posts on my Instagram all yeah, the time. People, um, <laughs> yeah. And um, he basically, we, it was. Um, I was just finished off session um, where I um, trained um, at Future Fitness, and um, I was like, I was like to the. Um, the owner of the gym at the time, I said to, uh, I was asking around, saying, "Oh, is there any shows that um, are going on around um, in the Midlands area?" And um, the owner of the um, the gym, Clint, um, at that time, he um, he was the promoter for the West Midlands UK BFS shows. Right. Okay. So, um, obviously, knowing this, I would always try to ask him some questions about it. Um, and then. Um, Zach was sitting down in the seating area, um, right next to where I was um, trying to compensate with uh, Clint. Mm. And then um, he goes, um, "What is it that you want to do? You want to do bodybuilding?" And then I turned to Zach and I was like, um, "Yeah, I do, mate. Yeah, I do." And then um, mm. he was like, "You know, the first thing he asked me, he goes, let me see your legs.'" <laughs> and then <laughs> I was there. I, I pulled down my trousers, showed him my legs, and he was like. Nah, you'll do mental physique, mate. And I, I, <laughs> mate, I, 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 I'm telling you, that that literally was like a knife to the heart. I was like, <laughs> oh my god. Um, but you know, I've seen Zach around, and um, he, he, obviously, I knew, I understood, the, you know, the kind of the caliber of the athlete that he is, and you know, he's an amazing, amazing coach. Um, and um, so, so kind of when he said that. Um, I, I obviously I understood that you know to to be I've seen like the Mr Olympias and everything, that you know and they 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 uh, you know their whether it's their legs or any you know, certain body parts etc. Mm-hmm. They have to you know I have to you have to build it up. So I thought okay I do like Metzik, but my my heart the thing was my heart was always with bodybuilding. Okay. It was never with mental physique or anything else. Um, so um, we kind of we kind of was just talking, and then and then he came around and he clicked in his head, and he was like, "Oh, um, I know of the UK DFBA. I, I think that's what it's called. Um, it's a natural natural bodybuilding organisation, and um, I think you should search it up because um, the, the route the route to to going to America is quite short." Obviously, mm. compared to like UK BFF and everything else, um, so um, we um, he said like, oh, you can do like a certain amount of shows, and then if you're good enough, you'll go to the world. Yeah, and I was like, oh, okay, this sounds promising. So it's obviously natural bodybuilding. It's it's within my field. Um, it's something that I can. Um, it's definitely a goal that 
I believe that was in my eyes that was attainable. Sure. Um, so um, I, I thought, okay, I'll go home and research it. So I went home. Um, I was walking out, and then um, and then along comes running back, and then he's just like, he's telling me, like, oh, um, I've got because obviously he was um, he he's a preacher of his Y3T principles, and obviously that's, that's the um, training system that I follow now. Yeah. Um, and um, he was he he was like, oh, I'll give you a bunch of Y3T um, uh, training, you know, programs that you can follow and, and give it a try. And let me know. And then um, we were conversating back, back and forth over uh, over chat, you know, WhatsApp, and then um, let it down the road. And we started our prep. And the rest is history, man. Mm, uh, yeah. You know what I mean? That's amazing, um, man. Yeah, man. I, I've learned, I, I cannot, you know, um, give enough thanks to him. He's he's such an amazing coach. Like, he's, he's taught me so much within, you know, the fitness industry, not just about, you know, prep in general, but. He's, he's an amazing mate, honestly. Um, you know, our, our relationship is much more than just coach and athlete. Yeah, it's, it's you know it's, it is it is about um, being like very good. You know, we're, we're like brothers, really. To yeah. be fair, he's 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 invited me around to his house for barbecues, mm. uh, you know, social events, etc. Yeah. So um, he's he's really kind of welcomed me into his family as his own. Yeah. So it's much more than you know just coach and athlete, really. Yeah, no, I I, to- I totally agree with that, mate. It has to be like that. I think most coaching, most coaching relationships, at least the very good ones, are formed upon like that strong bond of two minds working together that are very, very like-minded. Um, mm-hmm. That's why you know when when people sort of sign up for my coaching processes i'm like i always want to speak to them first i always want to get them on a call because i want to get a feel of what they're like and how how they react to things and and whether i can work with them on getting their level and because if i can't then the relationship's just not going to be built um and that's just a huge part of coaching i think i think that's very very important and obviously you know it proves in the result that you've got um or that you attained and through his coaching is that you know managed to tap into something pretty special by you know working together towards a goal so yeah that's awesome and I think a lot of people will take home from that that you know obviously when you're getting into the sport it's quite easy just to see the 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 bigger federations like the UK BFF etc and see that as potentially the only routes and then you know if you open your eyes a bit you'll see that there's there's a whole plethora of natural feds that of actually course. actually are very very good and in, in some in some cases the caliber of athlete especially with oh, regards yeah. to with regards to conditioning i think i've i've seen more conditioned people at natural qualifiers than i have at some uk bff qualifiers like no, uh, you'd be surprised. happily put that out there to be fair like a lot of people just don't <laughs> don't come in shape at all um but naturals tend to tend to do that job pretty well you'll see you know even at qualifiers the the top end mm-hmm. of the athletes tend to be pretty damn good cool so um so you said obviously you set out this idea for uk dfba and the the prep and sort of aiming to get you know all the way to to worlds that was the initial plan and that was obviously the, the biggest goal at the end of this now how long did you set out this prep for so how long was the was the prep for the first qualifier that you were aiming to do? Well, the first qualifier was seven weeks. How many? Seven weeks. Seven uh, weeks? Yeah, for the, U- for the USN Classic, it was seven weeks. Wow. Um, obviously, at this point, um, I was actually, I was, if you scroll 
swipe back through my Instagram, um, you see, I, 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 have, was, I was, I've I, was <laughs> <laughs> I was quite, I was, I was quite, I was quite lean, mm. um, you know, going into the show. So, um, and I was kind of like the time frame um, we thought about, you know, starting. So it was, it was, it wasn't really like, okay, we 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 have to make sure it was like twelve weeks. Yeah. Um, you know, I was a very, I was quite lean at that stage, so okay. it was seven weeks. And then uh, by the time it came to show day, I mean, um, you know, obviously you saw the package that um, you know I I I, I produced, yeah, um, that we produced, um, you know, into the USN Classic. And um, obviously, it was more than enough for the win, and um, I, I gained um, an invite for the um, the UK Championships in October. Yeah. And then, um, yeah, but as for that, it was just seven weeks, man. <laughs> that's very. Yeah, that's it. It's very, um, very unorthodox in the natural bodybuilding world for that that shorter prep. Um, yeah. But you know what? What's the lesson learned there is obviously your start point was enough for that seven week prep. If you're yeah. incredibly um, fat off season and way over your stage weight, your seven week prep probably not work from a muscle retention point of view and really okay. just sort of getting the best physique on stage. So yeah. with, with regards to that, how, how much sort of weight did you lose in that seven week period? Do you know the sort of the differences in oh, terms God. of the, um, the, the, the weight loss over that period of time? Which I can't remember. I mean, I I know what I weighed on stage. I think mm. I was um, I think I was around about in pounds. I was one seven, one seven five four. One wow, seven, four. that's pretty heavy. Though. Eight. That's good. Wow. Yeah, and yeah. Out um, of interest, much out of interest, what were you at the finals for the UK, and then what were you at the WMBF? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So oh. like. Second, third shows. What was the difference? Okay, so the USN I was um one seven four, someone so one seven five four. Yeah. You at the um at the um, UK Championships, um I was I think I was actually yeah, I was the same weight. Same weight. Okay. Interesting. Um, yeah. So you can kind of tell you can you can see from the pictures that I was um I was considerably obviously um in more condition. Yeah, you were. At, at yeah. The, UK Championships and uh, in comparison to the USN Classic um, and much drier as well yeah, yeah, um, yeah. But, and then when it came to the world so I was five weeks later mm. um, I'd actually dropped another um, I dropped much more down to 166 yeah 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 you so, can see that and then that, and then, then there I was just I was like inside out I was absolutely just shredded yeah. to the boat yeah you couldn't have taken any more off that I don't think at no. all <laughs> um, and you know Obviously, I think I think you you know would you agree you you maybe sacrificed a slight bit of fullness in chasing that extra bit of condition. Um, oh yeah, I would, I would say so. Yeah, myself, yeah. I was uh, did sacrifice a bit of fullness, but I mean, you, you know, at that level, at that level, um, I mean, the the you know, caliber of caliber of athletes that are there, yeah. um, at the um, at the world. I mean, your conditioning has to be on point. Yeah, um, have to separate the, the third place, the third place competitor, um, it was a Swiss guy. Um, yeah. He he was much much more bigger than um, me. And um, you, do you know Jay Robson? I do know. Yeah, I do yeah. know Jay. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Irish he was in lad. Great shape as well. Wicked, wicked dude. Wicked dude he is. Um, I competed against him in the um, in the internationals as well. Yeah, and then 
weeks later again at the world mm. um, and then that swift guy was much bigger than um both of us but um, yeah. we 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 both had you know um the condition to beat him along with obviously the shape um you know and the size as well yeah um but um but yeah conditioning does play a massive massive role huge um, you can't come you can't come in just you know just big as a house you have to have condition um, otherwise you're not going to be able to place well no yeah i agree and especially like from a natural bodybuilding perspective because we're not going to be like the most muscled people in the world it course, pays yeah. dividends to like you're never going to get someone like we do sometimes to get the genetic freak that will stand out because they're just so mm-hmm. dense and so muscular but then if someone next to them stands up you know they could be 30 20 pounds lighter but absolutely peeled to the bone they'll end up looking more aesthetic and match more of the criteria than than the guy that would sort of much bigger i mean bodybuilding is just an art it's it's an it's an illusion man Mm. it's um you mean i mean i mean like you can you can look you can look bigger when you're leaner than when you are like obviously less leaner like you yeah because you, 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 your muscles have got so much more shape to them, etc. You just, you just generally look bigger, um, and but yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, definitely. I think you know your 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 conditioning couldn't have been much better, and as <laughs> I think you know, it's testament to the to the process that you went through, and I think a lot of people would like to know a bit more about that. So the next question really is going to be sort of delving into the nutrition aspect of things a little bit so i know that we talked a little bit at the start about you not knowing what macros were at the start and not sort of knowing how to how to track things and just being very very relaxed and obviously getting into a prep mode that things obviously massively change and you will have had to have adapted to whatever uh, plan or protocol that you were going to follow by your coach so what did sort of the setup look like in terms of your nutrition protocol were you following a meal plan so with a meal set out on a daily basis or were you given set macros and you were allowed a bit of freedom as to how you fit your day into those numbers no it was it was definitely a set set diet plan okay um or the specific foods um um, that you had, you, I was I was to consume. Yeah. Um, it was like every single week. Um, I'd have um, you know, depending upon obviously how I looked, etc., and how close we were to the show. Um, it was a, a specific um, diet that I'd follow, and okay. I just follow it to a T. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, not a gram out, not a gram under, not a gram over, <clears throat> and um, specific foods that um, I I consume. Um, most of the most of the foods are like I've, I've I've said this before um, on my Instagram. It's just like off season and on season. The, the, the difference of foods don't don't change. Yeah, yeah. It's yeah. literally it's just literally just more of it or less of it. Yeah. That is that's as simple as it gets. Mm-hmm. Um, but I mean, um, as for pre contest, it was um, certain amount certain amount of foods, okay. um, and then every every Friday we'd have a check in. Okay. See how we're doing. Any changes are made. Changes are made. If not, if everything was working fine, we we stick to it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, definitely. Um, and what would sort of uh, an average day look like for you? So let's say sort of, um, 
bring it quite quite close to the show what what likes maybe let's go sort of like a two week out mark for you when you were really sort of pushing hard um what would an average day of food look like for you just to get an idea as to sort of where carbs fat protein were because i'm sure people will be interested to know where your numbers were i guess um i i honestly don't know how much how many because at that point I was just literally just following what Zach was saying. Just walk I was through the day. Just walk through the day. Um, I'm sure people can get okay. a rough idea as to what those numbers are. All right. So, um, mm. obviously, I'd, I'd wake up in the morning, um, like 5 o'clock, 5.30. Yeah. And um, I'd, I'd, I'd go to the gym before it opens at 6 to do my, my hours of cardio. Okay. Um, I did... Um, Light intensity steady state um, for an hour. Um, BCAs during? Um, no, I had my BCAs um, BCAs prior okay. to, um, to doing cardio along with my fat burner um, and also some glutamine in there. Okay. Help with obviously um, branch chains, help with um, you know prevention of muscle breakdown. Mm-hmm. Yep. Um, and then um, along with um, my greens powder. Um, I've had I had that um, for a bit of energy as well. Okay. Um, so I jump on the bike, do my cardio, come back home, um, and then at that two week out point, I think I was only I was only on around about 120 grams of carbs, and then at one point I went down to around about 50 grams of carbs. Oh fuck! So you know, I was, I was absolutely I was hanging out of my arse. Yeah, you were digging. <laughs> I was dragging myself absolutely everywhere I was doing. Sometimes I was doing double cardio. Um, but, um, I mean, I, I'd say that for the day. I'd do my cardio, come back. I'd have my oats and my egg whites mm-hmm. um, um, with some added fats on top from with the U- Udo's oil. Okay. Um, and then um, it would be, I'd have, I just literally, I just, at that point, the world I was all I was doing other than when I wasn't training was I would have my feet up in the air um main reason I don't know if, if you know but the reason behind that is so that I could dry out my legs okay. um if you know the, the difference between my um my uh my conditioning in my legs um in comparison from uh, um there was quite a mess um, mainly because obviously just how much more drier I got, um, but also um, but keeping my legs basically um, draws blood away from your legs, obviously because of gravity, mm-hmm. um, and pulls water away. From um, so um, that, that way I was able to dry out them that much more. Yep. Okay. Um, a little, I'm giving away there, mm-hmm. um, but um, so I did that. And then I'll get to have a few meals, um, but I'm, I'm not really having that many carbs. Um, it's just proteins and um, a bit of fat. And then um, my next carb meal will probably just be post-workout. Um, you know, just I think I was around about just 80 grams of rice, um, dried weight of rice okay. um, post-work. And then the rest of the day will just be like zero carbs. Oh, okay, and did you fill? Uh, and did, then, were you able to like fill up those sort of zero carb meals with like more veg or things like that to keep you fuller, or was it literally just like 
protein. <laughs> like, was that was that the only option? It was no, no. Obviously, I yeah, I had veg as well. Yeah, yeah, sorry, yeah. I, I had. I've been like um, broccoli, and then closer towards the show, we've added like asparagus. Okay. Um, because of the, the natural diuretic. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, I mean, like at that point, no matter how much you eat, it's it's you not like it's not gonna it's you're not gonna you're not gonna crave it's not gonna it's not gonna um do you know do anything for your your hunger levels at that no, point. No, I mean. No. You know, I, I could have eaten a whole large Domino's and still felt hungry. Do you know what I mean? It's not, it's not going to do anything for you. Um, it, it's you've just got to do what you've got to do in order to, to to get to your goal, and that's what I had to do. So, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. cool, awesome. Um, with regards to um your diet as well, from a standpoint of refeeds, diet breaks, or cheat meals, did you utilize any of these and when it oh, comes to refeeding, if you did refeeds, were these again like would Zach send you over a meal plan of exactly what you need to eat on a refeed day, um, or if you're using like utilizing a cheat meal, would he say exactly what he you needed to have in terms of a cheat meal? Um, yeah, it was it was absolutely exact. Um, I mean, we made sure that there was there was no no um, stone you know left unturned, and that yeah. we take every single box. So he'd he'd done he'd know exactly. Obviously, to, as it got closer towards um, show day, yeah, um, everything like cheat meals, um, you know, refeeds. Um, it was never ever a cheat day. It no. was a, a re- either a refeed day or a cheat meal. Yeah. Um, I mean, I remember sometimes I'd have like for my cheat meal, I'd have like a. He'd say like, oh, he'd message me and he'd be like, all right, I want you to have a dirty burger cheat. So <laughs> I'd, I'd go out and have a Five Guys. Um, <laughs> Probably see some of my posts about some of the five guys I've had during my prep. Um, I, I think I think for the Brit for the um, the British, um, I had I'd say like around about four or five guys during that prep. Wow. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, it's obviously all related. They're so calorie dense. <laughs> I know they are, mate. They are. Um, and also, I think I had one point. I had um, I had um, a large Domino's as well. But um, but I mean, and then there were sometimes, obviously, when he had a he'd given me like a refeed day, yeah. Where it was just literally, it was literally just like added carbs, um, proteins, fats, etc. Did you uh, prefer the refeed approach over the cheat meal approach? And is there anything that you sort of look at in your prep with regards to cheat meals and refeeds? And you think, oh, I might, I might just do structured refeeds next time and not do cheat meals, or did you like the cheat meal aspects? Did you find that it helped from a um, mental point of view or anything like that? Oh, well, yeah, from a mental point of view, yeah, obviously, okay. you know, anybody that's uh, in that state of mind, um, you know, when they're that close to, you know, a show, that, to the show day, or obviously you, your hunger levels, etc., mm. um, you're craving these type of foods, that, you know, when it does come around, obviously it helps you mentally. Yeah. Um, but I mean, in terms of, um, I think, um, from, a from, from what you're trying to achieve, um, I think the refeed, um, through the ad carbs, et cetera, um, I'd say, well, I mean, they have both have a time and a place for what you're trying to accomplish. Okay. Um, I think add towards, uh, as you come close towards the show, um, you know, trying to. I think I think as you come close towards the show, using the refeed through like just the, the added, you know, 
maybe some extra potato, extra rice, etc. Um, it's much more fine tuned if you understand. Yeah, it's easier you, to manage. Yeah, you, yeah, that's that's exactly that's what I'm trying to say. Mm. So um, you know exactly what's going into your body, yeah. and you know exactly how you can use it. You know, in order to be one step closer to your goal, really. Yeah, 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 yeah. I mean, I mean, personally, I, I've only ever used structured refeeds for that exact reason. I just know exactly what's going in. I do, I do see, I do see why people use cheat meals, and I do see that you know sometimes you can have something like a five guys or like a burger or whatever and it can have really have some positive impacts on your physique from a from a just absolutely shuttling in sodium carbs and fat all at the same time like it can sometimes have a really positive benefit in terms of the look that you can potentially achieve out of that but but trying to replicate that again with like all the same timings on everything else that you've done in that day with water and training it's very difficult so um, mm-hmm. Yeah, that's interesting. Um, I mean, and also like uh, added to that, yeah. um, obviously after my um, my structured refeeds and my cheat meals, um, the, the next, the very next day, um, some people might might train, some people might not. But okay. I was actually supposed to have a, a rest day, but quite a lot of the time I would actually just go into the gym anyway, okay. just to do quite um, a bit of pump work, just okay. to, you know to shuttle some blood around the body into um some working muscles yeah. um so that Makes obviously sense. the nutrients that i've i've consumed the night before can um kind of you know can go into the muscle and you know fill the muscles up with glycogen yeah for sure no that makes sense absolutely um from a whilst we're on the topic of refeeding cheat meals etc and sort of achieving a good look what did your um what did your peak weeks look like in terms of what you did for a peak week approach just with regarding nutrition not regarding training or supplementation or anything like that just with regards to nutrition and did you learn anything obviously you did three shows did you learn anything from show to show and what have you sort of taken away from that with regards to what works for you in terms of peaking um to be honest uh i think it, it it was for January for me it was it was just like for peak week it was just it was just depletion depletion okay. so we, we were, I was having quite a lot of depletion days and then uh, we didn't start our carb up until around about one uh, so if it was if our show day was on a Sunday we we wouldn't really start carb up until around about Thursday Friday I okay think. so quite late like a backload. Uh, yeah, so so we 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 drop. I mean, I was I was going down about like fifty grams of carbs, like in depletion days, like right. doing double cardio. Um, uh, I think I was doing one hour of cardio in the morning. I was doing like thirty thirty minutes of cardio at night. Um, after my fifth meal, right. and then um before my last meal, mm-hmm. and then um and then when it came to um obviously the carb load, it was like around. Like the third, like the Friday, Thursday, Friday, mm-hmm. and then it would over, it would be it would be it wouldn't be just like one day, bam, like a load of carbs. Um, it would be structured over. It was structured over a few days. Okay, okay. And how did you find that approach worked quite well? Did you repeat that for all three shows? Sort of a similar approach. Um, yeah, yeah, definitely. I mean, um, well, actually. Uh, because obviously by the final show your body weight oh. was quite different, so maybe potentially Yeah, it was. Yeah, to... that's why I'm trying to that's what I'm thinking of because obviously leading up into the British, um 
uh, and then from the world, my the world when when I was like a few days after the world, my metabolism was like through the roof, like to the point where I remember um, I, I was I was flying to um, flying to LA, yeah, and um, I had to beat the time difference because they were eight hours eight hours behind. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, um, so I had to eat like every three and a half hours on the plane <laughs> in order to try and beat the time difference. So we made sure, me and Zach made sure, like every absolutely everything was on point. Mm. Um, so um, I was eating every three and a half hours, and then by the time I got into the hotel, and then the next morning I woke up and I weighed myself, I'd actually dropped even more, mm-hmm. even though I've, I've been carb loading. Yeah, yeah. It sometimes happens. And not just that, it was just because I was so beat up from traveling, etc. So, um, from, you know, the kind of the general game plan of maybe, you know, this was a certain amount that I'd have to have, uh, I'd have to have, um, it would have probably changed because of the circumstances that we were in. Yeah. Um, and, um, I was actually, I was, I was eating so, I was, I shoveled in probably like around about, I don't know, around about 400 to 500 grams of carbs for my carb load. Nice. For the, um, for the world. Yeah. And, um, I don't think it was as much for the British, but. Okay. Okay. But yeah, it's all, it all changes depending on, um, obviously what level you're at, you know, in terms of your, um, your metabolism, how you're looking, et cetera. Yeah. Yeah, and that's why obviously having a coach and having a second eye, obviously I'm imagining you were sort of shooting images across to Zach like really frequently to get him to look oh, at you and yeah. see what's happening. At that point, every single day, I mean, um, I can't stress this enough. You know, the last the last few days of prep, and um, last few weeks, um, even the last, you know, every hour you know, on show day, gosh, I was sending, I was, I was, I was sending him so many pictures um, <laughs> from the states and. Um, he was like, "You actually, you look better now. You look, you, you actually look better." And this was only like, like three hours later, mm-hmm. uh, and I changed like that. Yeah, uh, yeah. because your body is in such a, such a, you know, I've lost my word. Um, well, it changes yeah. so fast when you're lean. Yeah, exactly. Like, yeah, it doesn't yeah. change at all when you're in off season. Like you can eat a huge meal; <laughs> it'll not change at all. But then when you're lean, I mean, yeah, because your body's so responsive. That's, that's what it. I'm... Yeah, that's your it. body's so responsive to obviously everything that you throw at it. Yeah. Um, you know, the comms between you and your coach have to be um on point. Um, because obviously, obviously, if because if it's not, then there's so much room for error. Um, you have to keep absolutely everything underneath control. Mm. Um, and um, you know, just making sure that that relationship there is 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 stable and it's good. Yeah, and um, making sure everything that you know he's told you to do is being done mm-hmm. on time, bang on time. Um, and then there's no room for error. That's it. Yeah, absolutely. Cool. So I think we've covered a lot on nutrition now. I think people will take home a lot from that. Just get an idea of your general approach. I think that my opinion listening to what you've what you said on nutrition it it, it's, it again brings me back to this whole idea of that i really do i really do like the and you'll know from seeing my posts and the people i work with a little bit that I, I do i do advocate and i do like a flexible dieting approach but to an extent i do see and i do see a very big correlation in guys that do seriously well they have structured approaches so whilst <laughs> Whilst the macro guys can, you know, 
have that little bit of flexibility at the end of the day sometimes they let that slip by being too flexible and starting to forget that you've still got to eat oh, like a bodybuilder yeah. um now you know the, the the way that i almost do things with myself is i like to take the approach of yeah i mean i know i have my macros but I eat the same things pretty much every day, day in, day out. Why? Because I, I want, I want yeah. your level of, I want like your, like the guys that have got meal plans. I want your level of consistency because I don't want <laughs> someone on a meal plan to be more consistent than me. Um, like I don't want anyone doing anything that I'm not doing to maximize their physique. So I think that, you know, this is again, a nice reminder that structure and consistency with your nutrition, whatever approach you take is absolutely key to, to bring of in course. the best result on stage and, and you've proved that for sure um mm-hmm. wicked cool so i'd like to move on a little bit and cover a little bit on training i know that we're we were gonna try and keep this to an hour so we will try and keep it to an hour, <laughs> but i'd like to cover a little bit on training so i know that you're a big mm-hmm. big fan big advocate as you said earlier of y3t so yeah. for listeners that don't know if you could shortly if that's possible round up an idea as to what y3t is and Um, just go ahead with that first obviously um this is a training system that was created by none other than himself neil hill Mm -hmm. um many of you probably know neil hill um neil was actually my um my coach's coach okay Um, so that's how that's how obviously i i came to understand all the principles etc so basically it's broken down into three weeks um and what it's designed to do is to um target all of your muscle fiber types okay um, so your type one, um, your type two A and your type two B. Yep. I think that's what it's called. Yep, um, yep, yep. so, so your week one is your, um, your type one, um, muscle fibers. So those are like your, um, your slow controlled, um, eccentrics mm-hmm. or your negative part of the movement. Um, going to, um, a fast, um, explosive concentric, um, or positive okay. part of the movement. So it's, it's kind of like a four second down, one second up. Okay. Um, so you're going slightly heavier um, during this week, and um, your rep ranges, you know, limit from eight to twelve reps. Okay. Um, so that's week one, um, and then you go into week two, which is um, more kind of blood focused. So um, you're kind of you're focusing more on the um, positive part of the movement. Okay. So it's a two second down, two second up. Yeah. Um, and rep ranges um vary from 15 to 18 reps okay. and then goes on to week three um week three is just absolutely annihilation week where you've got drop sets supersets giant sets um mm. i mean i've done like 50 rep sets on the leg press before Fuck. um yeah and um you do like triple drop sets going into a superset 20 20 reps mm-hmm. um on leg days gosh i've almost puked mm-hmm. um and yeah, so it, it you uh, when it comes to week three, um, it's just volume. Volume is the key. Um, so um, you can kind of think up of some of the most craziest workouts in your head and just execute them there. So um, doing doing things like twenty to eighty reps sets on, okay. on week three, um, you know, targets your your slow twitch muscle fibers. Um, and then you would also incorporate your um, your your rest pauses in between your sets. Okay. So say, for example, I mentioned before doing the fifty rep sets on the leg press, for example. Yeah. Um, you probably get to 20, 20 reps or say twenty five reps. Mm-hmm. 
and then you, you feel as though you're starting to fail. Yeah. You take your five second rest pause, mm-hmm. um, and then you'd probably crank out another five reps, well, another ten reps, take another uh, rest pause, and then so on, so on. And then by yeah. the time you probably get to like I don't know, forty two reps, you the last eight are probably just singles. So you're doing one rep, then you're doing a rest ball then you do one rep up until uh, until you get to 50 reps Jeez. so I mean that's what is annihilation week yeah so it, it varies from week, so it's constantly changing so um, I mean you're, you're constantly hitting the muscle in a different way yeah um, and um, I mean it's con- because it's constantly changing you never get bored no, I mean you're no. constantly challenging yourself um, and you've, you've kind of got different goals for different weeks maybe you want to you want to go for um, for power, say like for when I'm doing my squats and legs for week one, or maybe um, it can change for when I'm doing I don't know when I'm doing back for week three, or yeah. maybe I'm doing chest for week two. Do you understand what I mean? So in terms of the numbers and the weights that you use changes from week to week. Okay. Because obviously you won't be able to do the weight with the weight that you use in week one. You'll be able to use it in week week yeah, three. Yeah, of course, of course. Um, so with regards to um, with, with regards to the movements, Dan, um, you, you, will you start the session with more of a compound movement and then move on to your isolation movements thereafter? Um, is, does does that change from week to week? And you know, do do you find um, I generally I generally do actually start most of my body parts with um, a compound movement. Okay. Um, I mean, say for legs, like say like a general leg workout for me, like on a week one, um, would be um, like leg extensions to start. Okay. Um, I'd go into squat. Yeah. Um, I'd work my way up and wait for that. Mm-hmm. Um, then I'd go to um, maybe hack squats, and then um, I'd go into like light, um, you know, stiff leg deadlift. Yeah. Um, and then into light leg curls. And then that would be probably like one of my week one workouts for legs. Yeah, um, that'll probably be that'll be a quad dominant workout because I actually train my legs twice a week. Yeah, um, so I do More a hamstring dominant work. workout. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, whereas, obviously, like a um, so like say like a week, a week two, um, I I do, um, I generally like for chest. I do a week one and then a week two. It, it pretty much be the same. How mm. obviously the the difference here is obviously the range and um, how you're moving the weight and the time and tension, etc. Yeah, yeah. Um, but it generally is the same exercise. But um, there are obviously sometimes, depending upon um, your level and how how you know how ballsy you are, mm-hmm. if you want to do like a week three leg session and you want to you want to you want to superset squats with I don't know a hack squat, Fuck then that. you know by all means do that if you yeah. want to. I've done that in the past before, and it's not very pretty stuff. <laughs> <laughs> um, in you know, doing like I, I remember what time I used to do. Um, I, I went through a week three work with Zach and the Dilex one. And we did um, leg extension into yep. walking lunges, back into leg extension into high squat. <laughs> so we did we did twenty into twenty into twenty into twenty. Um, and then that was all. Yeah, that was one. That was just one exercise, one superset that we did. And then, on, that was obviously what else that we 
we got done during that workout. But yeah, that's that's the kind of examples of what um what goes goes on during the wire through key yeah, session. Amazing. Um whether it's not yeah, it sounds super intense and obviously I think a lot of things in the Y3T principle do relate back to the idea or the concept of daily undulating periodization in the way that rep ranges are undulated as well as volume and obviously with Y3T tempos also un- also undulated yeah. um, which is interesting because I, I don't you know for myself my own training I I've never really paid too much attention to to sort of specific tempos. I'm I've I think I've always been aware of my eccentrics and make sure that I've controlled them and make sure my power, my con, my concentric is powerful. Um yeah. but I've never been sort of one to to do sort of count pauses and or sort of count or sort of like a number on the way down or anything like that but it's interesting and i do i do follow your videos and i do i do think that you know quite a lot of the principle does look really really cool and intro obviously you've had great results with it as well um with regards to y3t and contest prep training we know that we know that when we're prepping for shows muscle retention is key or at least the the primary goal we want to hold on to as much as tissue yeah. as possible how did you find your strength retention throughout your diet and you know was there a period of time where you were able to actually continue to gain strength um and then what sort of when did it sort of start backing off um or at least regressing a little bit um and is there anything you did to combat that uh alongside that did you if you can remember this bit did you log your sessions and did you log every single session in a in a log book or did you go in with a plan and know exactly how you're going to do it so there's two questions there sorry mate hmm. Um, in terms of my strength, um, yeah, it did. It did start to decrease. Um, obviously, as the prep went on, yeah. um, because obviously the lack of um, lack of nutrients, obviously that was going into my body, um, the diet. Um, but I, was, I did. I did try my best to maintain it. I made sure that um, obviously my training was was always intense, no matter what part of my prep I was on. I mean, um, I had I had times when when Zach Zach would come up to me in the middle of the session and be like, like "What are you doing? Like, you why are you here for over an hour? Mm. Like, you you're not going to be you're not going to be building any muscle at this point. You're just breaking <laughs> breaking muscle down." <laughs> so you know, he kind of had to kick me out of the gym because I was I was in there for too long because I loved it too much. But I mean, in terms of you know my strength, obviously it would decrease over time. Obviously. Um, um, with the, the decrease in nutrients, um, but um, so I couldn't. What was your second question again? Log booking. Did you take? Did you take? Uh, oh, log booking. Session? Um, um, I no, I didn't actually. Um, I just kind of I knew what I was. I wanted to do going in okay. the session. Um, because obviously I had my I had my rep ranges in mind. Mm-hmm. Um, because obviously what week I was on. Yeah. Um, and um. I had a general idea of what I did, um, um, you know, the week prior. But um, in terms of actually noting down exactly how many rep ranges I did, um, I didn't know. Okay, amazing, cool. Um, with Y3T as well, one final question on it. Is there any phases in Y3T where you take deload weeks, taper weeks, or, or sort of phases where you back off the gas a little bit at all? Um, or is it all 
all go all the time um like, <laughs> it, do you have any phases where you just sort of back off at all um no i think why for it's it's structured it's structured for go 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 okay. um build as much muscle as you can um mm. and um yeah i think i think obviously there is a time and a place for um you know a bit rest and recovery where you do like take a week of training okay um that's when obviously i, I sometimes I, I i rarely do do that but did you do that at all during your prep no no um I'd um some maybe some days I'd I'd have a rest day. Okay. Um as instructed by my coach. Yeah. Um but um but no, I mean say like during the off season, maybe yeah, uh, I'd take like a week off, you know. Mm-hmm. Maybe say for example, maybe I'm going on holiday somewhere or um or just, just because, you know, I just want to take a week off just to so that I can let my, my joints recover or my muscles recover. Yeah. So I can start fresh um the next week. Yeah, sure. Sure, that makes sense. For cool, um, wicked. I think that's covered uh, a nice bit on training as well. Um, we said to each other we were going to keep this to an hour, so I think, <laughs> I, I think we'll wrap up things now. But it's been been an awesome chat. Um, so I'd like to thank you very much for that, Dan. Um, nice. Thank fun... you very much. That's all right. Well. That's all right. No worries at all. And I, I hope that this gets out to people and and you know potentially brings a, a few new new people along to your stuff and and to your page because I think it deserves a lot more credit and I'm, I, I, I feel, I know that, you know, the next time you compete, I reckon your following will be far bigger. Um, I reckon you might Thank have, you. A, I, I reckon you might have a, a little bit more pressure on <laughs> because now you've brought, now you've brought the A game and you have to bring it again, but I'm sure yeah, you will. Um, final question is for you. It's all part of competing anyway. Yeah, 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 absolutely, mate. That's it. Um, I feel it a bit this year and I kind of like, I kind of like the pressure. I like it a bit because people are expecting yeah. me to be good. I want to be good, so I need to do it. Um, so, yeah, final questions for you. When uh, do you next plan to sort of step on stage um, as, a, as a bodybuilder? Have you got any plans to step on stage again? Um, next time I step on stage will be in two years' time. Okay, okay. Yeah. Last, is that all? Um, that be your last um, year as a junior, or that will be as in an open class? Or um, well, actually, yeah, I, I will still be a junior at that point. Um, I will be twenty three. Um, but the main goal is um, to take the two year um, off season, yeah, and um, literally to pack on as much muscle as possible, mm. um, and then compete in the men's open. Um, you know, to step out of the juniors. I mean, I don't know at this stage probably. If, if I want to do the juniors, I can do the juniors. You've already um, ticked it off, but, though. <laughs> and you were yeah, the youngest. Yeah, I mean, I mean, do you know what I mean? Um, you know, the the mutual goal that me and Zach both have um, is to, um, you know, pack on pack on as much muscle as possible. Yeah. Um, and compete in the men's open. Yeah. And um, a personal goal of mine is to um, obtain um, a WNBF pro card. Yeah, that's, so that, that's um, a serious that's, goal. That's what I want to do. Um, I was obviously I, I if I was to compete if I was to compete in the men's opens last year I would have been able to get one mm-hmm. um, but it was because I was in the juniors that um, they they um, singled us out from competing in the overalls mm-hmm. uh, yeah at the WNBF so if you if you look at the um, the competition report um, all of the men I think. All of the men's open athletes um, obtained the pro card, okay. um, but junior, the junior category was junior and team 
in um, category were the only two categories not to receive one. Ah, okay. So, um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yep. So, yeah, I'm going to go go through all the qualifying process again because mm. um, obviously going into a new category. Yeah, yeah. Well, I'm I'm sure that you'll do epic and and taking a two year off season. Thank will you, bring... man. Thank you. That's all right. I'm I'm sure that a two year off season will bring some serious progress. I mean, I myself have just uh, taken a year and already sort of bringing it back down and sort of chiseling off the 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 fluff. I must say myself I mean I see some of your content on your Instagram page mate <laughs> Jesus Christ some of the changes you made and it, I say your squat is absolutely <laughs> insane it is and you know just just a little side note I, I have to say like you know what you're doing as a coach it it is it, I respect it so much Okay. Um, you know, I've, I've laid a few comments on your page, but um, what you're doing at your age, you know, um, most most lads like your age, I, I say it like I'm so much more older than you, but <laughs> I mean, um, like most, most of the guys your age, they they don't they don't really understand or know what they want to do. Mm, um, yeah. It's kind of like a testament to and an example of of um, you know what can be achieved when you put your mind to something, yeah. and that's kind of the same message that I want to put out to the people that um you know follow me as well um it's like you know got to find something that you love and find something that you're passionate about and just um just, just you know don't take any um you know just just be absolutely relentless in your goal in your in your in your quest to achieve that goal yeah and that's what you've done man that's what mm-hmm. you're doing mm-hmm. and i respect that honestly oh. no thanks it, very it, much it, mate. it's great yeah no it's no, awesome no. We're, we're, we're all in the same thing together mate and i'm you know, I, I I said to you, I've I've mentioned in a few posts before, like your um, your prep and and the the way that you achieve things was a, a massive inspiration. I'm sure that it will it will still continue to be that when I see you compete again, and and when I sort of when I'm struggling this year, I'm sure that I'll probably scroll through your feed <laughs> looking looking for a shredded photo yeah, to motivate me to pull off another pound or something. So, um, nah, it's, it's it's awesome, mate. Yeah, we're all in this together. So. Um, yeah, guys, um, I will link up below all of Zach's, um, not Zach's, Jesus Christ, all of uh, Daniel's socials. Um, can I also link, if anyone did want to contact Zach, um, if if you give me his email or anything like that, or his site um, in regards to coaching, then I'll leave that in the bio, uh, in the document below as well, if that, if that makes any sense to you. Yeah, yeah, I'm sure. Yeah, I'm sure we'll be fine with that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Awesome. Okay, because I'm sure people will see your stuff and see Zach and want to follow him as well. Um, so I'll definitely get that up in below. Um, but yeah, any anything else to leave at all, Dan? Before we go. Sorry, what was that? Anything else at all to leave? Um, like any anything you want to say to anyone or oh, um, anything below before we go? Um, anything else? I I, I don't know. I, I guess. <laughs> Thank you very much for listening. Uh, um, it's been a pleasure um, speaking to you, AJ, um, and having me on your podcast. Um, obviously, I understood that you've had many other, you know, awesome athletes on here. Um, it's been a pleasure. No, you're an um, addition to that, mate. <laughs> thank you, thank mm. you. Um, but I mean, yeah, by all means, um, do watch out for all the other episodes that AJ is going to do. Mm-hmm. I'm sure they're going to be amazing. Mm-hmm. And um, but no, other than that. Cheers for listening.
Awesome. Cool. Guys, we will leave it there. Um, like I said, we'll leave relevant stuff in the bio below on the YouTube video. If you have any more questions for me or Dan, then leave them in the comment section on the YouTube, com on the YouTube comments or um, feel free to obviously find us on socials. IG is usually the best, Instagram, um, and just sort of like comment on one of our posts or send down a dm if you've got a specific question that you really want to ask him i'm sure that he'll appreciate people sliding into the um the dms and, uh, <laughs> and, and uh yeah guys that's that's it that's it for this episode we'll see you back in episode 33 got another exciting guest planned for that as well so make sure you tune in subscribe if you haven't already on itunes and yeah guys take care cheers dan awesome cheers man